feeling stuck in your career or like you're not realizing your potential? Coaching Chats is the podcast for you. Through informative interviews and practical advice, we will help you assess your skills and interests while providing actionable steps to overcome challenges. Become the best version of yourself with Coaching Chats. I'm your host, Rukshana Aliva. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest, Matt Bartel. Matt is a founder and CEO of LifeWorks. He brings a wealth of experience spanning 18 years in the field of education. His journey has taken him through diverse roles and projects, including managing numerous educational initiatives in Germany and becoming a specialist in teaching and learning. In 2016, Matt embarked on a new chapter in online education, leveraging his expertise as a German language coach. With all 800 teaching hours under his belt, he has honed his skills and insights. His academic pursuits include an MBA in social management and an additional diploma in higher education further strengthening his professional foundation. But the transformative moment came in 2017 when his family embarked on a journey of travel and homeschooling. He not only enrolled his children in a US-based high school program, but also introduced homeschooling to other families and served as a remote academic advisor. Since 2018, he has delved deep into coaching modalities such as NLP, CBT, counseling, and life coaching. Today, he passionately embraces his role as a coach and ecologist. Driven by a resolute mission, my guest aspires to empower individuals seeking remote work, tailored education for their children, and a life defined by authenticity. His recent venture, LifeWorks LLC, stands as a testament to his commitment, offering unwavering support to those striving for purpose-driven careers. I met uh, Matt through the ecology community. And yeah, in this episode, we will talk about career, life transition and transformation. Specifically, we will be discussing how to navigate career and life transitions through transformation. So without ado, let's get started. Welcome, Matt, to this new episode of Coaching Chats. Hello, Rukshana. Hello, friends. Uh, I'm really, really happy to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to have you on the show, Matt. Before we start, did I pronounce your surname correctly? I found myself Bartel. Yeah, Bartel is okay. Thank you. I just wanted to double check that. You have got uh, such a a rich and diverse background with uh, a wide array of experiences and expertise, which I found absolutely fascinating. Can you share a bit about your personal journey and how you've navigated various career and life transitions? Yeah, I mean, my, my whole life was marked by 
changes and transformations. So I, I was born in the former GDRs and the former eastern part of Germany. So obviously, when I was 13, uh, a whole system changed. And that was like the first point where I experienced transformation, transition and starting something completely new. And I actually never really skipped that or, or, or stopped doing that. So I was always looking for, for new things, for um, new learnings, for new countries to explore. And uh, that is reflected in my career, right? So I started as a, as a forester. So I, stu I studied forestry, uh, was 10 years in forestry and then changed to environmental education bringing together my passion for nature and uh, yeah, teaching children and uh, bringing them closer to nature. And at one point I decided, okay, let's skip the environmental part and just stick to, to education at its, at its core. And I found that very interesting to see different fields because often you have people, they, they are specialized in, in schools or in university or like higher education lifelong learning and I wanted to experience that all because I think the the comprehensive look at it makes makes like a you get a you get a great overview um, and you experience what people really need and diving into coaching um, brought a different angle on that because not only that you have the the knowledge the head knowledge but you also know how to how to see that in people how to support people um, on their on their very individual journeys. Thank you very much for sharing. So you started in the forestry industry, and then you moved to um, education. And exactly. did you? Is it just because you, as you said, you just wanted to? You want that change? You wanted to explore a new field, and you were interested in that in that particular area, isn't it? The the thing is that forestry can be most of the time forestry is a very a very lonely job you are out in the woods and uh, you, you don't have much contact to other people and i always enjoyed being around other people so and and i missed that working in in the in forestry so i was looking for opportunities to bring together my passion for for the outdoors for nature and also being around people and supporting people learning from people and uh, I found that in education and combining environment and education is, a, is such a powerful thing because we, we don't have that anymore, right? So we are estranging ourselves from, from our um, environment, from, from out from the outdoors. And uh, so that was a logical step to, to bring that both together. Thank you for sharing. I thank you for sharing your, uh, your career transitions. It's so interesting um, to hear how many you 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 have done and what was your rationale as well behind it uh, if we talk about transitions and uh, transformations uh what when we talk about transitions what exactly do we mean by that so for me transition is the actual the actual process of moving from from one state to another state or from one career into another career or from one part in your life, let's say you are a student in a, in a high school, transitioning into university or transitioning from university into your work life. And this transition time, this time when you actually leave one place and you move to another place, 
it's very it's very special because you you are and obviously students for example after 12 years in school there are they act in a certain way right it's, it's ingrained in their brains how they behave and that they for example they they don't have to take care of scheduling their time because it is made, it's done for them right so they have a schedule they can follow entering university everything is freer they have to they, they have to think about their subjects their courses and uh, the, the the real cut comes after after college or university going into into their work life right there's nobody anymore telling them you have to now you have to do that now you have to do that 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 is what kids doesn't learn and what we can help them and support them to discover how they can manage those transition times yes as you said it's kind of it's like a shift right in in Absolutely. your in your career in your location as well might be oh. in everything yes and yeah. you worked specifically uh with children in on in education or um or just very, it's what you, yeah. yeah yeah very broad field so like i worked as a teacher in school with students mm-hmm. i worked at the university uh with university students and university staff and professors and i also worked outside school in associations with children and teenagers after school time so like uh, the leisure time activities horse riding for example or i taught uh, young kids um, how to keep bees just as an as, a, as one example so so that they can actually apply what they learn in school in a real life environment thank you thank you for clarifying that i was just because i know you have such a diverse career and i just want to make sure you know our listeners as well can can be clear on that and uh, i also mentioned the word transformation um how does it transition and transformation are they similar in in the process in terms of people and change so for for me i mean that there might be other uh mm-hmm. ideas out there or how people see that for me transformation is the actual time and transformation is what changes in me as a person like going through transformation means i have to unlearn what i stick to for many many years and this transforms into something new a new skill or a new mindset new habits and this is the actual part of transformation so trans transformation happens when we go through transition um this is like this is my this is my definition of the process and i i think it it makes a lot of sense other people might might disagree but for me this is how i see it and this is also how we can support other people when they go s- through such times defining so what is the transition what are you actually going through and what does that mean on a head level or on a heart level on a behavioral level right the all the different viewpoints um from from the coaching modalities we can see here about thinking about behaving about our language we how we speak uh, this all changes through transition and sometimes it doesn't change right we go through through transition and this is where when 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 problems appear so we go through transition but we do, we, we we don't transform we change our habits our 
our attitudes, the way we speak, the way we think. You can, you can, what one, one quick example when you have uh, kids growing up and with 45, 50, 60, they behave when, when they're around their parents the same way they behave when they were 17, right? They, they definitely had transition times, but they didn't transform in terms of how to react and speak to their parents. They, 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 uh, they, they don't change their habits, right? They, they behave in the same way. Exactly. Yeah, it's just so interesting to, to hear. And thank you for explaining uh, the difference. As you said, yeah, it's uh, transformation happens as a result of um, transition, maybe that journey, right, that people go through. And uh, often transformation does demand from us to reevaluate ourselves, to look deep inside and see who we actually are, isn't it? Exactly. And um, if we just... Having in mind our listeners, people maybe perhaps who go through career transition, how what would you say how people how can people start their career transition if they want to if they want to make that change? So like a big first step is self-awareness, right? Mm -hmm. To notice that there's actually time to change something. Um, we have so many, many, many people who go through life through their careers. And they stick to a career for 40, 45 years. And they, at one point, they feel this urge that something should change or they're, they're feeling uncomfortable. But they're never really aware of the fact that change might be important. They think about, okay, maybe there's a promotion and everything will change. And then they, they have their promotion and they, they work their butt off for years and years and years. And then they see, okay, yeah, now I got this promotion, but nothing, nothing changed, right? So having this awareness, okay, I come to a point where this old job doesn't give me what I, what I actually want. It's not in alignment with who I am um, after 20 years in this industry. So being aware, okay, I have to change something. This is for me the first step, right? And that, that doesn't happen overnight. That, that might be the itch for five years old. I don't want to get up in the morning and go to this freaking office, right? But it's a sign. It's a sign that something has changed uh, because, yeah, 10 years ago, I had a lot of fun going to the office, right? So opening eyes, op going with open eyes uh, through the day and, say, and, and noticing and recognizing, okay, it's, something is going on. That's, in my opinion, like the, the first step. Thank you. And how did self-awareness play a role in your career shift? Because I know you changed because you also, you from um, working, I believe for someone, you, you transitioned into entrepreneurship as well. Um, so how did that self-awareness play a role in maybe your, your shift, career shift? That's the question. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, what, what really stood out was my, my urge to be independent. Right, so working for someone who says who, who tells you from morning fr from morning till till afternoon, so you do this and this and this, that worked for a while because I was happy with the paycheck, but I love my independence. I love to 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 yeah be on top of my my time, and when I realized I don't like what you want from me now at the moment, so I would like to do it a different way and that happened a couple of times and i thought 
I don't want that anymore, right? So that was the point where I decided, okay, let's try self-employment parallelly to my employment time. So I had a work contract and had my own company for two years before I decided, okay, I'm not a good employer. <laughs> employee, sorry. I'm not a good employee. I need to I need to do my own thing. And I had no ideas how to do that. I had no knowledge in setting up a business and marketing and all this stuff, right? I had no idea. I, I just knew I have to do something on my own. And then I can collaborate with people. That's It's not that I don't want to collaborate and work together with other people. It's just I want my own venture. And that was my itch, right? The the call for independence, which started like my, my career shift, my career change. Mm, this is so powerful, Matt. And everything you have said resonated so deeply with me because I've, I, I had the same, what you call it, core values, you know, being independent, have my autonomy. I didn't want to have anybody that anybody would, who would tell me what to do. So, um, and again, as, as you, as, as you said, I had no idea as well when I just, how to set up my own business when I went on my own. And I think the, the, the main point from what you've said, it's really important to, to, uh, to understand what really matters to you. Right. Because you, as you said, like I understood, like, this is not what I want. Right. Just, and if you have these thoughts in your head and it's so important to pay, to pay attention, because there are lots of people who have the same thoughts as you have, but they, they don't, uh, they, you know, they, they don't, they don't change anything. And I can, I can totally understand why many people aren't changing something because society doesn't want you to change they want that you pursue your career from the age of let's say 23 4 5 till uh like 65 or something and then go into retirement but what's what's really important and you did the same like is listening right listening to yourself so what what stories am i telling me every day so for example when when you go on Facebook and you see you see oh it's it's again bloody Monday I don't want to get up because I don't want to go to the freaking office, that's that's funny that sounds funny but it's it's actually um, a calling right and when we don't listen that that works this way for years and decades right so and you listen and I listen and we made a decision so we changed we transformed we go, went through a transition time. But many, many people doesn't. No, no, that that's so true. As you said, that, that un- a conventional uh, path that people take because of this society that tells them that's the career path they should do, you know, go go to school, then go to college, university, then find a job, work for 35 years, then retire and die. Yeah, that, mm. that, that path for everyone. And I, I, I just want to highlight, so so there's nothing, to, and uh, that I want to make that very clear, there's nothing wrong with the job, mm-hmm. right? There's nothing wrong with the job and uh, working in, say, in the same company for 45 years. That's nothing wrong with that. When you are happy and content and you are like fulfilled in what you're doing, that's absolutely fine. But when you come to a point where there is more resistance against going to this job, 
then like the pleasure and the happiness and the fulfillment, this is where people get the misery, right? And then there 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 comes the point where where change is necessary. But there are many, many people that love their jobs, and that's absolutely fine, right? This is no this is no statement against against employment. There are there are people out there who would probably suffer very, very much when they would be self-employed because of responsibilities, of of skills, of person, yeah, like like personal traits. There aren't there aren't entrepreneurial mindsets that they they don't have the mindset, and that's okay. That's absolute fine, right? That was just no just just important to to highlight. Not that that a listener says, yeah, but I'm happy in my job. That's fine. That's absolutely okay. Yes, thank you, Matt, for highlighting that. Yeah, definitely, we are not anti uh, nine to five. We think everyone is different, and then as Matt said, that is just it. Also depends on the person. Some people are just really good employees and really enjoy what they do for for a living, and there is nothing wrong with that. It's just what we were talking about. Is just people who who just are not are not happy with what they do, and they struggle to um, make that change or step into a new a new path or embark on a new path. That's what we were referring to. Yes. And again, talking about the career transition and Matt, you already mentioned skills, which is quite important here for people who do want to make this change. I don't know. I was thinking, can you share maybe any experiences or strategies you've used to acquire new skills or enhance existing, existing ones? when transitioning into a different role as you all, you know, as you said, uh, entre- not entre- yeah, self-employed, self-employment. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, what really is key at this point is, is openness. So when you come to a point where you want to go on a new path and you see, okay, there is, there are 80% of the skills I have, but there's 20% and that might be crucial ones I don't possess at the moment so i have to learn that i want to learn that and being being open and saying okay let's let's check um courses or a degree or whatever and go on the journey of 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 learning and i had that so many times in my career right so when i when i started working in uh, as the manager of a children in an educational farm where kids were uh around in the afternoon and they played and they did horse riding and everything. So I was good with the kids, but I had no idea how to manage uh, a social association. So I went to university and and, uh, studied three and a half years, my MBA in social management, uh, to learn the skills to run an organization like that, because it's very special and you can't really compare that to to, uh, private corporations. Right, or when it came to the point, okay, I want to manage projects, but I don't really have this project management skill. This is something we can learn. So enrolling into project management courses and uh, was the key to learn the skills necessary to run projects. Right, and when you have this as a person, you have you're on a career for 20 years and you have this itch, oh, I want to do something else, but I don't have the skills. I don't know how to do it. Being open and looking 
out for opportunities to learn those skills, right? And then just having the courage to say, okay, I spent like those one hour or maybe it's just sometimes it's just 30 minutes learning a new language, for example, um, because I I'm, I don't want to stick in uh, in the UK anymore. I want to go to Spain and I have to learn Spanish because I want to I want to open a hotel there. So yeah, then 30 minutes a day learning Spanish uh, is is something absolutely doable even for a person in a career. Mm. Yes, thank you for sharing. Yes, that's true. And plus, today uh, in the world of internet, everything is available online. You can uh, learn almost everything on YouTube. Um, or buy um, not very expensive courses on Udemy. So there are like a lot of marketplaces, e-learning, you can, you can, you know, you can educate yourself. So it won't cost you, yeah. I think today the question is not anymore, like where can I get mm-hmm. um, knowledge or how can I learn skills? It is really to reduce the, the overload of information out there and to say, okay, this is what I need, like to make to make it really clear what I want to learn because otherwise you you'll never get there. You will never get there because there's always something something next. Oh, I need this and I need this and I need this. Clearly defining what's necessary, it's really a crucial part at the beginning of when you when you start to learn a new skill or you want to yeah, make a, a degree. Or sometimes the question is is a is a degree necessary? Because a, a normal a normal reaction is so I want to do this I, I need to go to university or college and I have to study something really it's really necessary to spend three four five years in university spending thousands of euros or dollars um, to get this education or is it possible to do it with less right so really planning it's like reskilling is planning thinking about what's necessary to achieve that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. And you mentioned that you did degree and you also did the, um, so you've got formal education and you've got an MBA. Did you find uh, them valuable? Did you feel like it was worth your time, your money, the one you did? Uh, I mean, at the time when I did my MBA, it was it was necessary to be the manager of this farm. So it was a requirement. I, I couldn't escape from that, and I really wanted to 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 do this 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 work. But especially young people, when they when they leave high school, they they should really ask themselves: Is another three or four years going into a school at universities, nothing else than a school, necessary, or can I acquire the knowledge and the skills I need for what I want to do on a different path? And I just I just take my my my. Uh, Seventeen-year-old uh, daughter Sarah, who is also an ecologist, as an example, who she graduated in July, and she just said, "At the moment, at the moment, it doesn't mean never. At the moment, I don't want to go to university, college, or in any formal education because I know that I can learn what I need at the moment in ecology and in online courses, really made for me." And I have more out of it than spending three, four years learning something, studying something where 80% is useless after I finished, right? And this is a, this is a decision. And another person might say, okay, but I want those 80% yet. That's okay. Then go to university or college. That's perfect. There's no one, one fits all solution, but being honest and not 
young people often think they they have to go to university or to college because the parents they wanted right we want you to to go and study something and for me that's another not enough reason to go to university right so the question is what do you really, really want and what do you need to do that mm, so powerful that sarah as well at that age she 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 made quite a conscious conscious decision um and have yeah and she has that free mind as well well plus we you know having parents like yourself is quite progressive i guess you know probably yeah helped uh, you know because i know some parents normally say well used to say to children or oh, you need to be a doctor because you know it's a reputable good profession you'll always have salary safe job or go go and be a lawyer for example right and then people end up in jobs they they don't actually enjoy doing mm. and yeah i have to say sarah she's so lucky to have a father like yourself and being you know on this ecology journey right now because uh, i'm as well uh, as probably our listeners already know that i'm a ecology member myself and i um, I've been an ecology member almost a year, it will be a year, and I've learned so much. And I, every time I do their courses, you know, Keynes courses, I, I, I find myself thinking why nobody teaches these things in in schools because this is life skills. And it's great that Sarah, I know she's 17, isn't she? 17, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. 17. Yeah, she's the youngest ecologist uh, yeah, in the community, but it's just amazing that she... She's, uh, she's, uh, what's the word? Uh, she, she knows she, she possesses this knowledge, you know, from, from her teenage years. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it all comes down what I said before. It's openness, right? Openness to, 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 to see what is actually at the moment going on and what do I really want? And if I don't want it, I don't do it. Right. And it's interesting you said, um, and, and Kane mentions that uh, a couple of times in his courses that this stuff he's teaching should be taught in schools. And I actually tried to do that at the beginning of, of this year, uh, going to Germany, working in a school and introducing life skills into schools. The problem is that the system is so rigid. They, they even if they want it, they don't have the time, right? So, and... It, this is a completely different discussion about uh, what's going on in the education system and how it should change or what 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 needs to be done. But offering our kids the opportunity to go a different way around the formal education system, as we did with uh, homeschooling her, or both my my older daughters, that that kind of prevents them from having to go through this system if they don't want it, right? So that was a conscious decision towards interest-oriented learning. So I pick topics I want to study, not someone else picks them for me. Mm. No, that's true, because I know how the university wor uh, works. Uh, obviously, yeah, when I went to university, they give you the modalities or subjects that they think the um, according to the standards of maybe education you must study where some some of them have nothing to do with your profession or they're not practical and yeah and i think because as well the way the world is evolving it is and changing how do universities keep up you know make staying relevant i just don't know <laughs> that's another yeah. question <laughs> yeah yeah i mean this is 
it all comes on. We, we talked about this, like this seeing necessities and needs and changing accordingly. In learning, this is called adaptive learning. So when a student comes to a certain point and um, there is not only one direction, there are three directions, right? And the student can choose. But you have to change the complete approach of this like subject or of this study course um, to, to do so because you, you can't stand in front of 150 students and teach them adaptive learning. That doesn't work, right? It, it has to be individual, like tailored for each student. And universities and schools, they aren't ready for that. There aren't. There are good, there are good uh, projects who try to implement that, but we are far away from having that on a, on a bigger scale. And it's very admiring. You, you, you wanted to make that shift. You said you went to Germany, tried to implement the life, uh, life skills in, um, at schools. In the school, but yeah. in school, I just didn't work. I just said just because the the system is too rigid. They didn't they didn't allow you to uh, teach the subjects, or they just so the the problem is the prim the principal can say I want this, but when the teachers reject, you have you stay no chance, right? So when there's we are again with openness. If they aren't open to new approaches and they think I am the teacher. And you're just an employee, employee working in a school, and we, we have the knowledge and we know how everything works, right? So you stay no chance at implanting something new. Only when the principal and everybody involved is on the same page, the whole thing works. If that if that's not the case, the principal can want what 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 he or he wants, right? So it just doesn't work when everyone else rejects mm. Mm, yeah that's sad i'm sure we'll probably catch up another time that's another separate uh, big of our conversation because i know you um, as you also mentioned during today's episode that you uh, uh, have homeschooled two of your daughters two of them yeah that's yeah. also an interesting topic of discussion as well uh, i found it fascinating for our listeners we uh, i spoke to matt before before we just we before our podcast recording and um yeah i found it fascinating so maybe we can do another episode together yeah. and uh yeah matt also i know you have done uh, some life transitions uh, by changing countries uh can you share more with us i mean exploring different other countries other cultures was always very interesting to me and there even grew uh, an urge to do so when we when i was living in the former gdr and the communist part of germany because traveling was not allowed so we couldn't just go to the uk or to france it was just not allowed so and after the wall, wall broke down so i was just curious to see everything i couldn't see before Right. I read books about North America and Africa and Asia, whatever. And I could, but I just knew I will never see that because we were like caged into the country. And then when everything was open, I was like, oh, I need, I need to see that. I need to travel. And we did that quite a lot. So um, during the time as an employee, uh, we traveled literally every vacation, we traveled to different countries. And then 2017, when we requested to homeschool our kids and the authorities said no because uh, homeschooling is prohibited in Germany, 
we said, okay, then we sell everything and we go. So this, the decision to start traveling as a family full time and developing a, a remote lifestyle came out of this rejection of, yeah, you're not allowed to homeschool. So otherwise we would have like, I've done like a sabbatical for half a year or maybe a year, but this like full-time traveling uh, family we, we we shifted towards um, was only because we weren't allowed to homeschool. Mm, that's that's so interesting, and and it's so interesting how you um, have this unconventional again approach uh, towards life, and that was the catalyst of uh, your family just to to leave the country and. And that nation, and that and that interest that you had to explore new new countries, as you said, yeah. Uh, because yeah, because life is well. These life transitions, uh, like like you like you had, they extend beyond the professional. What do you call it? Life and um, uh, it's everything. Many, yeah, right? Yeah. It's every it's everything changes because when you when you when you sell your house and you reduce everything you have into a van traveling from Germany to Spain and then you 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 are there and you have literally only the stuff you have in your in your van right that's a completely different different life and uh we made we made loads of mistakes because never never nobody was able to help us support us to say anything about it like how can you make a living on the on the on the road right how does the the whole homes we we knew what homeschooling is and and how to do it but how is it like to actually do that with your kids on the road having an uh, at this time like a four year on top of it right our little daughter was four at the time when we when we left germany so everything changes from being organized and clearly defined to everything's open it's a big chance but it's also like a big risk Risk. Yeah, and after Germany, when you left, which was the first country you went? Spain. Spain. Yeah, and it's actually we, we we celebrated Independence Day when we when we left Germany and saying now we are independent, and we had like really a couple of days of absolute peace, right? Absolute peace. But then all the things. So, okay, nice. We have some money in the bank account, and we we can survive like for a year maybe. Okay, what comes after that? So how can we make money? Oh, let's think about how we can turn our our skills, our our prof- formal professions, everything we've learned into something people would actually pay for, right? And without my wife's education, so she's a she's an e-learning instructor and um, instructional designer, so she creates online modules and courses and online academies. Doing that remotely online for companies in Germany without that we wouldn't have been pos- uh, able to to live this lifestyle we are living so in the, the coaching approach I have like the, the, the always the first step when people come to me and ask me so how can I how can I make that happen figure out how you want to earn money right like leaving your country going to another country and living there that's not a problem you just you you rent an apartment or a house or or a hut or a tent that doesn't matter but how can you sustain how can you make the money and if you haven't figured that out you'll be quicker back home than you just even can imagine right 
So, and I have, I've seen it so many, many, many times, so many times people, they, they sold everything. They, they, they used all the money and then they had to go back to their own countries because yeah, money was empty and money was gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's so sad to listen stories like this when people, you know, had that, I don't know, a vision or a desire to, to, to relocate to another country, to live a better life. But if they don't have any plan or if they haven't been strategic enough, they, they, they face very uh, sad reality. As you said, you, yeah, you need to, you need to have income basically in order to yeah. leave, not just, mm-hmm. yeah, you can sell everything, but as you said, money will, you know, will finish in, in a few months if you're not, if you're not generating any income. Yeah. That's so, yeah. Yeah. And yet another, another interesting thing is that especially like especially in 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 this community of expats uh families leaving their home countries going to another another countries like the the divorce rate and that's very interesting the divorce rate in those families are extremely high right because usually this one person and i i experienced that through my my cpd journey in ecology coaching uh lots of uh families and individuals who are expats, right? So there's usually one person who is very eager to leave the country, very open, like I am. And there's always, and it doesn't matter if it's male or female, the other part, which is like more cautious, like more, do I really want that? Or even against it. So, and when you leave your country and your home and you go to a new place, there is, and you have your kids full-time, 24 hours, and we know that after COVID that it's just like, a big thing to have your kids at home, right? There's so much pressure and stress on the families that families break apart for, just from that. And I've seen that so many, many times where I say, oh, because, but but they it, they work to, so fine as a family. Yeah, but this pressure is so, so high. The, the, the challenges are so big. You can't do that without a proper plan. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 very interesting statistic. Uh, thank you for sharing. I, I didn't know about that, but I could imagine. And I believe, yeah, if two people look in different directions, right, and uh, that that what brings that misunderstanding, and then they eventually um, break up, yeah, right, split, and things like that. And plus, as well, once uh, I don't know if you've had stories. I'm thinking if even uh, if. A family decided to to relocate to another country, but again, they have issues with finance. Uh, did you uh, did you have any like did you have any cases where people would break up just because one um, person could not earn money by being abroad uh, because they have no skills or you know for 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 variety of reasons, maybe health reasons. I don't know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so for example, you you. Like sixty percent of the people come from from cities or bigger yeah bigger towns, and they want to go to the countryside because they want to live their like self reliant life, right? And they think they can like they come. For example, we are we are in Portugal now, and people are coming to Portugal and think okay they can they can grow their vegetables and 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 fruits and everything themselves, and they can just sustain and live from from what they earn from their from their properties. And then they discover that there's a three three to four months, very, very dry, very, very high summer where everything just dies. It's just all dead, right? 
So when you put like during springtime everything into into growing your own food, and everything dies in summer, and you don't have have something to eat in in the in like after the the summer season, that brings a lot of stress, right? Because people from cities they often don't have the knowledge, right? And it might be that one person is a, a like a marketing expert or or an IT uh, person. So they are maybe able to to earn some money, some income, uh, maybe through their old uh, employers. But the other part is like, so what can I do now here? <laughs> Everything is dead in my garden. So I, yeah, sometime I can spend with my kids. But that causes a lot of stress when one person is earning the mother the money and the other person is like literally getting nothing, trying everything, but yeah, getting nothing. And I've seen that. I have seen that and I've experienced it myself. So um, my wife was the person who earned the money uh, through her through her business. And I was taking care of the homeschool kids, right? So I was I was teaching them, I was learning with them, I was supporting them. So but at one point this the thing of so yeah, what comes from your side, right? It's nice that, that you take care of learning and kids and teaching but yeah we also need money right and that that breeds a lot of uh confrontation and and stress yes i could imagine could really imagine yes and for yeah it's just i think the the main point here is if if um, people who are listening to us if they do plan to uh, move abroad it's, it's really important to um have a plan and um have um income they could generate whilst living abroad. Otherwise, it's just, yeah, as you said, you can come back home even before you thought. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, it's so important to be um, quite strategic about uh, that. And I know, Matt, you, uh, yeah, we do a bit of plug here. Uh, I know you uh, launched, I believe, today in your course, your online course. Can you tell us more about it? Yeah, exactly. So th today is actually launch of my um, career compass course. So this course is specifically for people who stuck in a job and want to change something, but also for people who just finished formal education and they have literally no clue what to do next. And it's a 14 days video course where you go through ev an everyday video and an assignment and it starts really from the beginning from the from scratch so what are my values right is what i'm doing in alignment with my values am i living my full potential okay i realize i'm i'm not what can i do about it what could be the next steps what is the difference between reskilling and upskilling Right, so how can I use what I already know in my maybe new career? Whether that is employed or self-employed, it doesn't matter, right? And then going step by step towards a clear plan how to trend, how to actually execute the idea of changing career. This is actually what the the career compass is, and I this this name was actually chosen by Alec, Alec Wells. And I'm, I'm very grateful for, for that because it, it actually marks what it is. It's a compass. It shows you your direction. In what direction do you want to go? Am I on the right path? 
or am I not? And transformations I went through went into this course. And yeah, I'm really proud of it. And it was a collaborative work uh, with my wife and, and Sarah, uh, who actually did the 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 full design and uh, that it looks so great is because of Sarah. And because that, that's working so, so well, it's because of my wife and I put in the content. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'm really proud of it. Oh, so exciting. Congratulations on launching your new course. Yeah, that's that's very um that's just wonderful to hear how yeah, it's I and I'm sure it seems like that course is not just like a theory. It's it seems it seems to me it's very practical. Everyone can apply can apply the the I don't know, obviously I haven't done the course, but I'm imagining based on what you said, to find mm. their career path according to your values. Yeah. So it's it's actually made this way. There's a around two minute video, which is the introdu the introduction of a new concept, like finding your core values, buttons, for example. And it's specifically made very very short and crisp. So I don't want to teach theory. If someone wants theory, you can like book other courses. The important part of this course is the workbook, and this workbook is seventy five pages. And for every day, there's an assignment where they really sit down and do the work. Without doing the work, the course is useless, right? 70%, 80%, probably 90 is practical application and doing, doing the work. Without that, forget about it. Save your money, right? If you want, if you're, if you're looking for theories and uh, head knowledge, no. This course is for people who really want to change something. Oh wow, this this is fantastic! It's uh, yeah, because uh, what like what's the point of passively consuming information because it, it might go nowhere? You, you 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 as a coach, I can't use these verbs, but probably I'll have to say that you have to put the work. You 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 need to uh, do the homework. You know, do your self reflections, yeah. and um, and I mean many many many, many listeners and people who are doing the like courses either in coaching or project management or whatever, it is a very nice comfort zone, right? Being in the course and learning, seeing someone explaining stuff and maybe yeah, there's a worksheet here and there, but usually it's like consumer side, right? You're in the learning phase. Kane, Kane says it's a learning phase. But going into the earning phase, which is like phase number two, you have to stop consuming and start doing the stuff, right? This course, which I launched today, is a result of me making the, the decision that the learning phase is over and I want to go into the earning phase, right? So you have you we can decide that and we have to decide that. Otherwise, we end up like learning our entire life and yeah, achieving nothing. Mm, this is super paramount and, and I've noticed in during our conversation you did mention that we are you said it earlier that we are bombarded today with so much information do you remember when we we're talking about the education free online education I think this is I can I can elude these thoughts to that because I mean I think a lot of people are doing this uh, online courses but then what, what outcome 
do you want do you want to achieve if you do you want to find a new job or if you want if you want to start a company people can talk about this for years yeah even starting youtube channel but then you catch up with them and they still ha- haven't done anything and i'm not judging here but i think this is a very important point mm-hmm. just Stop consuming, start doing. I think that's yeah. execute execution. I mean, this is the reason why why what I'm doing is called supporting people finding their purpose driven careers. Because when you know what your purpose is, you can say, This is in, this is what I want to learn, and this is what is outside. It is nice to know, but it's not essential for what I want to do. Knowing the purpose and the core values is like the foundation. When you know that, you know your direction. We are coming back to the compass. You know your direction. You know where your path is leading you. And everything on my website and everywhere is like about paths and roads and railroads. So find your direction. And then it doesn't matter what is right or left of it. That's your that's your path. Mm. Oh, I'm sure a lot of people will find this information very valuable. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And yeah, I forgot to ask, where can our listeners find uh, the course? Uh, do you? Yeah, like, yeah the it, course it, is okay. actually on uh, on my website, mm-hmm. uh, discoverlifeworks.com. And I will for sure post uh, in blog blogs or in, in posts on Facebook the like the actual landing page address so that people can find the course. But it's definitely on my website available. This and like a separate part of the website is about the career compass. Thank you. I'll uh, definitely put all the links in the show notes so um, our listeners can fi- find the course. And uh, did you mention Alec Wells help you with the name? Did you, did you say Alec? Exactly, yeah. We had, like we were working... I mean, Alec and I, we are working together for like quite a number of years, but we had like, the, I had the honor like for working with him for, for a year very closely. And uh, that was a very nice collaboration helping each other. And uh, we are both uh, master ecologists in ecology. And I am at this point because of of him and vice versa. So this is a really nice uh, yeah, collaboration and um, working together. This is what, what ecology actually is, right? A place to to find people. Uh, and there are more. It's not just Alec. There are, there are uh, a lot more. This is what ecology is for me, my tribe, where I can test and try and ask for ideas and feedback. Yeah, that was like the... This is my professional home, actually. It's so nice to have a community, uh, right? Uh, you can go to ask for feedback or help. It's so helpful. And the ecology, mem- ecology members are very, uh, very helpful uh, people generally. And it's nice to hear that you collaborated, uh, that Alec, ha- Alec helped you. Uh, it's uh, it's interesting you mentioned him because yesterday he was on my show. I interviewed him. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah we all know, um, yeah, we all know each other. And, um, yeah, you, you did mention ecology. Obviously, we talked about ecology so many times. And I was wondering, uh, because you've done so many modalities, um, since 2018, how I was wondering, how did this training influence your approach to personal development? 
yeah, personal professional development in, in especially during times of transition. And this is the interesting part in ecology. Uh, it, it, it's called the Academy of Modern Applied mm -hmm. Psychology. And the applied part, like what I actually do with the knowledge I've, I've gained and I've earned, this influenced everything, like taking so many different modalities and seeing where they, they are parallel and where I can borrow from the other one. And going through the CPD journey and like getting accredited uh, gave me the opportunity to apply everything and coming to a point where it becomes natural and I'm not thinking about it anymore. And this is like the very good thing about putting in the work and applying what, 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 what you learn in the courses and in the trainings, because at one point you think you aren't thinking about it anymore, right? In sport, we call it muscle memory. When you do one movement again and again and again, it's the same in coaching, right? When you have those traces in your, in your, in your brain and um, it comes automatically when you, when you, it's like, you don't have to think anymore. And that made it, made a huge difference in the way I, I act as a, as a coach, as a, as a human being, uh, with my family members, with, uh, friends and yeah, everyone else. Oh, thank you for sharing. Yeah, I was, I was just, maybe it was my question. I don't know. I was just curious, uh, to know about that because I know you've done so many modalities like NLP, CBT, and, um, and you've been with the Academy for so long and I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it had such a huge, good impact on you. That's why yeah. Yeah. ask that question. And uh, your company, Life Works. and apologies if I, we, we had crossovers, uh, what I'm going to ask you. Um, I also was wondering what actually inspired you to create this initiative? Yeah. Ba it's basically the same, the same reason why I created the course. Mm -hmm. It's finding a structured way to support people on their way to a different lifestyle, a different career, a new career. Because what what always has driven me is I want to become and create something that I would have wished like six, seven, eight years ago and would have helped me a lot, right? And I'm now like in 2023, I'm at this point where I can really say I created something that would help me 10 years ago change a career, find, find my purpose, find my values. And I would have saved so many years and I would have spared so many mistakes with the knowledge I have today. I can't go back actually without time travel, but I can make an impact by supporting other people on, on their journeys. And that makes my legacy being like the third, the third part of the learning earning comes a legacy and uh, having a significant uh, amount of lives influenced in a, in, a, in a specific way. That's the legacy we, we are leaving. Uh, yes. Yeah. We all had to sometimes go through, right. Um, some learning by as well. I, I'm, I'm like yourself. I'm, I'm like, why I didn't learn all of this before few years ago otherwise i would have uh done something differently with my life yeah. you know but as you said we can't turn back time 
but yeah, uh, people, and that's why it's 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 amazing that you um, are doing what you do, because people can learn, like maybe from your mistakes, and generally learn, you know, because you 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 have very practical experience, and you, yeah. so they can learn everything, and they don't need to make all other mistakes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we all did. All they maybe they have to do. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. Sometimes, yeah, they say, yeah, do people, yeah, that people do learn. Well, some people don't learn from their mistakes, but yeah, yeah, I, maybe it's just me. I try to be as well quite vigilant when I hear someone, oh, don't, you know, this is the mistakes I've done, you know, be careful. Yeah. And uh, yeah, before we wrap up today's episode, uh, do you, uh, I don't, we as a coaches, we don't give advice, but do you have maybe any takeaways? Would you offer, can you offer to our listeners who may be navigating their own career and life transitions, especially uh, when it comes to embracing transformation? Do you have maybe any takeaways? Yeah. So I think the first step is owning owning any feelings, responses to something, and really saying, okay. Let me let me look into it, let me dive into it and let me see what this is about. Right. I just like in in the in the episode I I mentioned so you're getting up in the morning on the Mondays and you just hate the fact that you have to go to the office. Right? And don't take it for granted and say, Yeah, every everyone hates Mondays. Looking into it and asking yourself, why is that the case? Am I living my my purpose and my values? Right? Might that be the reason why I hate Mondays? Or I don't want to go to the office, or I don't want to stand in front of kids anymore because I want to create art and I dream about being an artist or whatever. But owning owning those responses, feelings, uh, and really going into it and analyzing, be, becoming aware of what's going on. That's maybe the the first the first step and then and then there are a lot of people who can if you say or oh, oh, let me dive into it there are many people who can who can support who can do something but without this awareness we go blind through our life and we don't know which, what's itching us or what's hurting us even yes that's true i think it's aristotle he said that uh, yeah if you you can't have a good life if you if you don't know yourself i think something yeah. between those those lines right yeah be me <laughs> myself included you know we just i think we're all on that journey evolving and growing all the time i think life mm. life is all about transitions like it never stops and every day we learn something new i think yeah. which is yeah which is amazing in some ways as well and yeah before we conclude today's episode the last question where our listeners can find you maybe social media website yeah, so I have my my website, uh, discoverlifeworks.com. Uh, they can find all the information about me, the course, and uh, what I offer as programs, what I call uh, coaching programs. I do, I'm not doing uh, single sessions because I think uh, transition, transformation is a process. And therefore, I create a specific order of things I'm going through. So I have programs. Um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, uh, and LinkedIn. Yeah, and I think I'm sure Rukshana will share um, phone number and email address. So 
yeah, many, many different ways to, to reach out and yeah, have a chat. Absolutely. I will uh, leave all the links in the, um, in the show notes. So our listeners can either connect or contact you. Uh, and yeah, I just want to say on a uh, on a final note, um, I just want to say that transitions are not just challenges uh, in our lives, but they also um, serve serve us as gateways to our personal and professional growth. And yes, I wanted to uh, say a big thank you to our guest Matt. Um, I'm very grateful to you, Matt for your insights uh, and your wisdom. Thank you very much. It was a really nice discussion. Thank you, Richana. Thank you, Matt. Become the best version of yourself with Coaching Chats.